You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Anchor Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe on this lovely Thursday morning. Man, got some glowing reviews from that interview. Got some text here. I'm a Louisiana Tech homer. And that guy has me fired up for ULM. Oh, but they didn't put their name They didn't put it. their name they on it. They didn't put their name to it. But they did text that in. Probably the same guy that uh, invited ULM over to the parade in Ruston <laughs> on Saturday. Maybe so. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how that's going to play out. Uh, I don't think it'll play out real well. Uh, here's another text. I was on the fence about buying ULM season tickets, but now I am all in after hearing your guest today. Uh, uh, coming from Jimmy <laughs> in Calhoun, of course, uh, yeah. referencing John Lewandowski and his appearance on the morning drive just minutes ago. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. I enjoyed the college football stories as well. And if you're just joining us, yes, that is Jake Martin. Yes, he is back. And Trent West Monroe says, glad you're back, Ringo. Now I guess Trent, he just wants to hear more LSU. That's right, Trent. I got your He's LSU. He's a big World Cup guy too. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Trent. I can't deliver there. <laughs> Aaron can, though. Aaron's our World Cup. Uh, I'm sorry. The World Cup update took place in the 7 o'clock hour. <laughs> yes. No way we can repeat that. All right, so it is Top Ten Thursday. And Jake, he comes up with one good idea. He comes back. You literally give him three, one three, and, a half, three and a half weeks off, and he comes up with his best idea he's had in months. Okay, college football tradition. Yeah. The Top Ten Thursday of all Top Ten Thursdays. Yeah. It's pretty good. And listen, we got to get – through some honorable mentions first because there are so many I left off that it is hurting me. Yeah, and you get through the and you start going through the honorable mentions. And you're like, you know what? That probably should be on the top well, ten. Yeah, I've said that numerous times throughout mm-hmm. making this list. And if you want to do this uh, this challenge, you start thinking about college football traditions. When you hear some of these, then just go on YouTube and then start looking at some of the videos. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get fired up for the college football season, this will certainly do it. Hey, I got a question for you. Is June 21st too early to start talking about college football? No. Good. No. Because we've had a, a, a heavy college football show today, and I have no problems with that whatsoever. All right, Tabes. Uh, if you got some of my favorite college football music, might be able to sp- spice up Jake here as we go through our top ten Thursday. All right, Jake. So nominees, ones that did not make your list for traditions. Running through the T for Tennessee. I, th- I think it's cool, and I know how a lot of people view this as a very uh, prestigious tradition, but honestly, when you compare this to some of the others that made my list, mm. I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't take one off to put this on. I agree. You didn't have it on yeah. either. Uh, John Lewandowski mentioned it, uh, Michigan, the, good, the Go Big Blue, of course, running through the banner. It is a cool scene. It's great footage. It's great video. But it did not make my top. And honestly, I agree with him on that because I I root for Michigan in the Michigan-Ohio State game every year, and I'm with him. That's kind of overhyped to me as well. I think it's just special because of the big house. Mississippi State Cowbells, overrated? Yeah, that that, that it's not even on my honorable (laughs) (laughs) list. How about Auburn and some of the traditions that they have? Okay, I have one of their traditions. All right. I have one of the traditions on my list, and I won't reveal what, but they do have multiple cool things that they do. War Eagle? 
That's not on my list, but yes, it's very worthy of an honorable mention. So I know which one is. Of on course, your top everybody. Does. I mean, we just revealed yeah. it right there. I do not have Rolling uh, Tumors Corner on my See, top it, ten. It made mine, and it made mine more so because of recent events too. Yeah. You know, that spiced it up even more. I mean, it was already a really cool tradition, but Harvey Updike took it to the next level. So he gets credit for making it a top ten. <laughs> I think 10? so. Yeah, a little. Not credit for being top ten, but. It's pretty high on my list, and it's because of that, because of what he did, and because of what what all happened afterward. All right, Tumor's Drugs opened up in 1896. Uh, I believe the tradition really got kicked off in the 70s. We'll see where Jake has that ranked in his top 10 later on. As we move along, nominees, Jake, ones that did not make it. Um, I had Ralphie's Run, Colorado. Oh. It didn't make my list. I'm sorry. I know the rich tradition of Colorado, and and you know I. I get it. It just didn't make my list. You know why? Because Colorado hasn't been good in quite a while. Uh. It's been a minute, and that's kind of why. Just because I, I think I looked at overall, and that's why I left Mike the Tiger off as well, because LSU doesn't do it anymore. Mm. If LSU was still doing it, it would have made my list. But I, I kind of take it all, all, you know, past, present, and future. All right. Uh, obviously, I got Ralphie's run on my list. We'll see where that ranks later on. Hey, I didn't even know about this tradition. Uh, have you heard about the Florida State Sod Cemetery? No. Uh, they take off, uh, they take turf off an opponent's field, and then they plant it back on their campus in what's called the Seminoles Sod Cemetery. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. No. Didn't make my list, but I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got the Haka on my list. Oh, yes. Back in the day. Oh, man, so cool. 2007, I believe it, it started. They do it. They did it. I believe Hawaii. twice when they came to Louisiana Tech. I got in the middle of it one time. Did you? Those were some uh, fierce did looking individuals. Did that make your list? It did not, but it should. It, it's definitely worthy of mentioning. At Tech, of course, they made them do it on the top of the hill. Oh. They were not on the field Dude, that, for one. Honestly, of them. if it was a longer tradition, like if it had, if it was like a couple of decades, then yeah. But because it's so new, that's kind of why I left it off. But honestly, it's one of the coolest pregame rituals out there. Uh, I was intimidated by it. I'm sure you were. That's a, those guys are tough guys. Those are man. some big Samoans. Yes, Samoans do not play. Um, like I told you, I left the traveler off. That kind of that yes. kind of hurt to leave off. The horse. I think that started back at uh, UCA in USC. We said UCA. USC in 1961. And one more quick one before we get to this call, and it probably made your list. I left Iowa waving to the kids because it's so oh, fresh. No. It's so fresh. Oh, no. Dude, it was it's like a year old. Yeah, and it's a great tradition. It's great, but you need some time. That's oh. why it, it, down the road it will be top ten. But I couldn't include it just because it's only been a year. I couldn't include it in top ten. Man, I took back everything I said good what about did? you over the course what? of the last month. How that cannot be on your list? Because it's a year old. <laughs> We're talking about. Traditions that are decades, half centuries old, yeah, maybe even centuries. Uh, Jim joins us on the uh, Stuart Shelby Hotline. Jim, what's up, bud? What's, How up? what's up, my friends? How y'all doing? I can imagine what you believe should be on the list as a uh, best college football tradition. <laughs> well, contrary to popular belief, my name's not up, Dyke. I didn't. I didn't feel <laughs> the trees. I'm going to guarantee it. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, Jake. Yes, sir. Are you, 
Man, it's good to have you back, brother. I'm glad your little baby girl's doing better. I thought and prayed a lot about you, son. I appreciate that very much. It's very good to be back in this seat. And from now on, you won't be little fella no more. There we go. (laughs) There we go. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. You can still uh, be Ringo, uh, though. Yeah, yeah. Clean them rings, son. You'll get a long ways in life by doing that. (laughs) But anyway, for the Cosworth Series, looking good, isn't it? Yes. Man, I'm I'm proud of them boys from the SBC. They showed up to play ball. Jim's going to wave the flag. The SEC's doing it. We did it. Yeah, it just means more. (laughs) (laughs) I've been here so long now. I used to be an ACC affiliate back in my former life. but I'm all about that SEC now. Heck, you live here for 30 years. Something's got to happen to you. Jim, uh, appreciate the call, bud. Yeah, man. Hey, just glad y'all back together. Glad everything's all right. Keep up the good work, fellas. Appreciate it, Jim. Certainly will try. 888-993-7762 if you want to follow in the footsteps of Jim there. We continue with nominees for college football's best traditions on this top ten Thursday. Who didn't make the list? You're really upset with me about the Iowa yeah, thing. Yeah. Honestly. You have no heart. No, it's a it's great. It's a year old. You gotta get what what is that? Number one on your list? Your well, Iowa can't homer? you put it together with the Iowa and, and the visitor locker rooms being pink? You can oh, do like no. a combo You're gonna group situation. it? That's yeah. cheating. That is cheating. Uh, Iowa's tradition will make the list for me here in a bit. Okay. Do you want to get in our top ten? No, no. I still, you still got some nominees, right? No, that was that was my that was the ones that hurt to leave off. Uh, what about Georgia Tech and that uh, Ford uh, Model A Sport Coupe that they bring out before the games? Yeah, doesn't do it for me. Uh, Penn State, the, the whiteout. The whiteout. Game? I did forget the whiteout. Whiteout deserves honorable mention recognition. Yes. All right. How about uh, Washington State and the flag that they fly game day? every single game? Day. I don't even know how long that's been going on. Yeah. Um, was it, it wasn't the first game day, was it? It might have been the first yeah, game day. I think it might have been. Yeah, I think it's been at every single college game day. That is a cool tradition. Um, I don't know if I would group it with these others. All right, let's piss you off with the Arkansas fans after talking College World Series. Calling the Hawks? Woo Pick Suey? Not on your top ten? Not on my top ten. Sorry. Sorry, Arkansas fans. I'm sorry. Uh, The Volunteer Navy, 200 boats that uh, tie together on some Saturdays before a game? Honorable mention. What else you got? Uh, I got a number. Oh, I don't. Even, I think this deserved to be on the top ten. I don't even know why it's not. Oklahoma, the Sooner Schooner. Oh, that's on my top ten. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Coming up after the break, we dive in to our top ten college football traditions. We got a number of texts here. We'll get to them coming up after the break on Sports Talk ninety seven seven. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust, and 
loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. When things heat up and you need to cool down, call the experts at Chili's Heating and Cooling. Take advantage of our current offers on all our qualifying Lennox air conditioning systems. Visit us online at Jilly'sAC.com and like us on Facebook. Jilly's Heating and Cooling, your independent premier Lennox dealer. Chili's Heating and Cooling. In the South, June means lawn work is only half done. There's still a lot of grass cutting to do. So through the end of June, you can save 10% on all residential grade zero turn cup cadet mowers from Yard Power. YP has a huge inventory of mowers to choose from because Yard Power is your cup cadet superstore. All cup cadet zero turn mowers, 10% off through June 30th at Yard Power. Highway 165 North in Monroe and on Walter Lane just off New Dakadish in West Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back. Got a number of uh, texts here. Uh, Marcus says they adopted the cowbell at West Monroe, and I really wish it would go away. Uh, Todd says this might be the year we become the Warhawks and not ULM next year's. Offense will be scary good if the defense can even just be bad and not horrid. We go to a bowl. Yeah, that, that's kind of the idea there. If the defense can s- close the gap on the offense, they will be just fine. Uh, John weighs in. I don't know if he's being sarcastic or not. He says, I'm glad I got my tickets early. They may sell out after that segment. Reference, and of course, so John Lewandowski, ULM's SID, being on the show in the 7 o'clock hour. And... The infamous Quint has sent in a message. Uh-huh. He said, how big is this year's Tech versus LSU football game for both teams? Uh-huh. He asked, or he says, LSU wants to remain in the national conversation, while Tech w- wants to be seen as an upper-tier Group 5 program. Uh-huh. And he went on to say, um, he said, Tech appears to be good enough to take advantage of any opportunities LSU gives them in this game, not like in pr- prior years where LSU was the overwhelming favorite. Uh-huh. Quint giving Tech more of a chance this year than in years past. And I think that's warranted. I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than maybe we've seen in recently. Not to say that Tech hasn't had some close games with LSU because they have. And LSU's record going into that game versus Louisiana Tech <laughs> will, will be. be? Uh, will they have been Will they be one and two? Will they have been embarrassed by Miami? Yeah. I don't give them a shot to, to beat Auburn at Auburn. It just doesn't work out well. Well, it all boils down to the opener versus Miami. Yeah, it does. Wow. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Big news, of course, that we had in the 7 o'clock hour. They got uh, Jake all excited and basically got him to work this morning. That's right. right. uh, They (laughs) land the number one prospect in the country, Derek Stingley. It is just a a verbal commitment, but uh, pretty cool. Uh, Rivals has him as the top guy, about 6'5", 
193 pounds, just a freakish of an athlete, 4-3-40, a 42-inch vertical jump. Just you want to talk about being uh, putting a guy in the secondary, a shutdown corner, this kid appears to be that. Yeah, don't throw his way because uh, apparently, according to 24-7 Sports, he was thrown at 18 times. <laughs> How many interceptions do you have? 11? Yeah, 11 interceptions six, on 18 attempts. Six basically. pass breakups. I didn't even know how that happens. <laughs> hey, well, I, I don't know if you believe it or not, but uh, if that if those numbers are true, he is already a legend. He um, also had 64 tackles, so obviously they decided to run that way. Sure. Perhaps he's such a beast that he just ran all the way across the field and made it. I mean, tackles. he's an athlete. Yeah. You can tell that by watching film. Yeah. He's a tremendous athlete, but uh, I don't know if those numbers lie or not. The only thing bad about Stingley, and of course coming from Dunham High School in Baton Rouge, is we really will not get ever get an opportunity to see him against one of our teams, correct? Because of the division that he plays in. Mm, yeah. Unfortunately, you're right. But uh, I do want to say this before we continue or get into our top ten. We're going to talk about some NBA draft. I know I see what you're doing, Aaron. You're trying to drag this show yeah. out so we don't have to talk about the NBA draft at all. You got that right. I got to talk a little bit about it. I know you don't like the NBA or you don't. No, don't throw me under the bus. You I mean, don't I, I, care yes, I enjoy it. the NBA finals. <laughs> what an insult. Anyway. <laughs> We're going to talk about the draft a little bit, even if it's part and shots. All right, let's dive back into Top 10 Thursday and, of course, uh, Top 10 College Football Traditions of All Time. Mm. 888-993-7762. Jake, what you got at number 10? The Midnight Yell, Texas oh, A&M. Yes. You know, uh, so the night before every home game, they have the Midnight Yell at Cal Field, and it's usually around 25,000 people that come out and this is held before every away game as well. Um, and they just it, – it started in 1931. That was the first time that they actually held it. And it's, you know, a, a mainstay today. Mm. Uh, so I think that's one of the coolest things. The fact that you can get 25,000 people at a place at midnight to get ex- – to, as some sort of a, a pep rally for the, for the game the next day, I think that's really cool. Uh, I have it on my list. Actually, we have some sound from it that's coming up here in a little bit. Hey, one honorable mention that we failed to put on it, and I think this could probably go at number 10. In fact, I'll have it ranked as tied for number 10. Oh, uh, West Virginia, and, of course, Take Me Home, Country Roads, uh, the John Denver song that yeah, they play before nice. the game. That's pretty cool to see that stadium rocking out to that. And to hear it, everybody yeah. singing that song. Yeah, that's I'll give you that. I'll let you put that at 10. All right, that's 10B. 10A, I think we all enjoy a good tailgate, correct? Oh, yeah. And what Ole Miss has the with the Grove. That should have been honorable mention for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got it at number 10, and when you talk about college football traditions, you could probably throw in Vern also. So how about Vern Lundquist talking about the Grove? The Grove on the campus of Ole Miss in Oxford, Mississippi. One of the most popular pregame tailgating spots in all of college football. You add to the mix today's opponent, undefeated Alabama, and this place is filled to capacity. Oh, that's setting the stage. That's college football oh, on a Saturday yeah. afternoon. Absolutely. Uh, my number nine. Well, hold on. Did we have some West Virginia? Did we have the? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, at number nine, Howard's Rock. Did this make your top ten? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. Uh, so the players, of course, touch it before running onto the field. 
but they've even kind of made it a bigger deal in recent years. After Clemson's rise to the national ranks, after they've established themselves as a national power, uh, whenever they're on ABC primetime, man, they really play this up. And actually, when we did our bucket list not too long ago, I included a game at Clemson at night because of how amplified it's gotten, because they make a big deal of them getting in the bus and circling the stadium and then getting out and going straight to the field and touching the rock. I think that's so cool coming mm. down that hill. So, yes, Howard Howard's Rock is my number nine. That's coming up later in my list. I actually have some sound for that. Also, at number nine, and, of course, we talked about it in the 7 o'clock hour, Ohio State, and, of course, it's Van and the dotting of the I. It's a lot higher. Yeah. It's a lot higher on my list, but, yes, I'll, I'll – Get in depth on that later. Uh, Chad says a whiteout at Penn State. Ben to one. It's unreal. You can weigh in at 888-993-7762. Your favorite college football traditions. What do you have at number eight, Jake? Sooner Schooner. After each score, you know, it's it races across the field and it's pulled by two white ponies named Boomer mm-hmm. and Sooner. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's one of the coolest traditions. It's actually um became the school's official mascot in 1980 and they actually uh the shooter made its debut in 1964 mm. all right here's where the controversy starts at number eight with oh. our two lists iowa of course iowa has some great traditions the pink locker room and then the one that they started last year at the end of the first quarter the fans all look up at the children's hospital that overlooks kinnick stadium and this is what it sounds like Just a very poignant, powerful moment here at the end of the first quarter. Iowa faithful turning and showing love and support for the patients and their families right across the way in this dead Iowa Children's Hospital. Krista Young from Atlantic, Iowa had a brilliant idea. And Levi Thompson operates a Facebook page, got momentum for this going. And you heard Caden Kelso tell Maria Taylor how much it means to those, those kids and their families. That's awesome. You spend your days, Kirk, in those rooms. You could be lonely, hooked up to yeah. tubes, fighting unimaginable battles. And in Iowa home games, you get a special salute. Very, very cool. And what we a send tradition. our love and support, too. Oh, did you hear, hear Herbie? What did he say? What a tradition. Oh, come on. It, it's, <laughs> it's a great start for a tradition. It's a year old. Yeah. I can't but it put it on so the list. Cool. It is awesome. It is so cool. It is great. And, and that you, sound didn't even do it justice. The visuals, of course, uh, the, the double shots they have from the stands looking course. up and then in the hospital with the kids. We Ooh. do this 10 years later. It cracks the list. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need at least 10 years of doing something. I'm sorry. But one year, I feel like we're jumping the gun a bit. <laughs> Well, that's odd coming from you, the, oh, the generation okay. of young is. whippersnappers. It's is. all about now. I would have thought it had been the other way. Okay. I would be saying it would need some age on it to kind of to, to get It's because it. it's Iowa. If it wasn't Iowa, well, you probably would, would have that argument. That's a good point. All right, number seven. Number seven for me is jump around right. Wisconsin. So cool, man. It, you get into the fourth quarter uh, when it starts, and the entire – I know it's the student section, but the entire stadium pretty much does it. They all jump up and down to, to jump around. I mean, come on. That's cool. All right. Uh, I've got it coming up on my list. In fact, it's coming up real shortly. But before we get to that, at number seven, you mentioned uh, Texas A&M and the Midnight Yell, the 12th man. Anybody that's been to a game at, at College Station, Kyle Field, it's pretty cool. And then if you go the day before and go to the Yell practice, obviously – 
they're a little strange down there. I, I've been to this thing. <laughs> I, I dated a girl that went to Texas A&M when I was in college. So I went to this Yale practice thing. Obviously, I wasn't into the whole thing, <laughs> but I still respected kind of what they were doing. Yeah, you 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 respected the pride and passion of yeah. it, right? Even though you couldn't exactly, um, I, guess, yeah. I guess you couldn't exactly get in invested yourself. No, no. Did y'all yeah. break up after this? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Yeah. I think it did happen okay. a week or two after that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'll, I'll blame it on the midnight yell practice. There you go. Uh, we got a little sound from it. Uh, here it is, number seven on my list of college football traditions. Diego Aggies, one, two, three. Maybe it's the farmer's fight. Part. Yeah, like growing yeah. up in Iowa, you would have thought I'd be hey, all for that. Yeah, you, you should be, right? And uh, I'm sure some Union Parish people probably like that. Mm. I've got that at number uh, seven. At number six, you have? Uh, Chief Scola. I got uh, Florida State uh, doing the spear in the middle of the field. I know uh, our guest just said that that was, you know. Overrated? A little bit overrated, but I think it's awesome. Uh, and I've never seen it live, but I can't imagine, you know, being at a Florida State game and seeing that spear go into the ground and just seeing the pe- way that people react to it. It's it's cool on TV. I'll say that. Watching on TV, it's really, really cool. So I think that's one of the coolest traditions out there. Uh, you had it at number seven. I've got it at number six, the Wisconsin jump around. Here's what it sounds like there in Wisconsin. <laughs> I didn't really do it justice either. But. Well, we're both kind of nodding our heads in the studio. <laughs> we're jumping around. Yeah. Um, we got a text here, by the way, from Delario saying, Grambling's halftime yes. show. How did we not mention that? Correct. That was our mistake. That deserves some recognition. Yes. Let's revise our list. Okay. Uh, are we continuing with the yeah, top five? Yeah, let's go number five. We got a couple minutes here. Okay. So I cheated a little bit here. I said the prestige of the Rose Bowl. Just from from, from the yeah. games that have been played there, just what that means, what that stadium means to college football, and and what the Rose Bowl means to it. I mean, of course, the granddaddy of them all, but it just it has a different feel to it. And in a game that you know, I I, I talked about a lot. The reason why I love college football so much is the, the the prestige and the tradition and the passion, and that game exemplifies all of those things. So I made a way to include the Rose Bowl on my list at number mm-hmm. five. I have at number five. You had it at number six, of course, Florida State in the Spear Plant. Yes. So good. Mm. I, I can't imagine going there and that being a letdown. Mm. I'll say that. I, I think that's that's a special moment. Uh, you can continue to weigh in at 888-993-7762. What's the college football traditions that you enjoy the most? Coming up after the break, we'll continue our list. The big countdown continues. We'll go four through one after the break on Sports Talk 97.7. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. 
Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king. Get your craw daddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your craw daddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklets. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. Now, let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Oh, Jake, that was my 10B. That didn't crack your top 10 mm. list. Goosebumps. Yeah. All right, uh, let's revisit, recap what you got for your top 10 college football traditions. Top 10. I got the Midnight Yell at 10. I got Howard's Rock at 9. Sooner Shooner at 8. Jump Around at 7. Got the Florida State Spear at 6. And then I cheated a little bit, put the Prestige of the Rose Bowl at 5. Number 10B, of course, uh, West Virginia. Uh, at 10A, Ole Miss in the Grove. At number 9, Ohio State, the dotting of the Wait, you don't have a 10C? (laughs) At <laughs> number eight, Iowa, a, a great tradition that's taking place up there, of course, uh, honoring and the Children's Hospital there at number seven, the Midnight Yell at Texas A&M. At number six, Wisconsin in the Jump Around. At number five, Florida State in the Spear Plant. And then coming in at number four, I'll go ahead and do it. You had it as number nine, Clemson, and, of course, Howard's Rock. And, of course, the Clemson Tigers making their way into this stadium. Here's what it sounds like. Iconic rock actually came from California's Death Valley, and it's been Clemson's good luck charm for nearly 50 years. The most exciting 25 seconds in college football. Red Musburger, we're live. (laughs) The most exciting 25 seconds in college football. It's pretty good. I, 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 it's cool, but honestly, at the end of the day, 
they're just touching a rock, right? And they're just coming down a hill. That's kind of why I had it at nine. I like it. I enjoy it. I think it's really cool. Well, in Wisconsin, all they're doing is jumping around. Oh, but come on. The music, the music with it, this, everyone, it's not synchronization, but everyone kind of, uh, I guess, uh, participating in it. Yeah. And number four, you have? Stanford's band. Mm. Just the Stanford band. Yeah. Because they're always controversial. Uh, you know, you go back to being on the field against Cal, or you just talk about how they look, how they dress, how the instruments, everything about it, um, and even doing the risky and, and humorous halftime shows. I think the Stanford band um, is a staple of college football. Mm. We talk about Clemson's entrance. How about at number three, Virginia Tech, and, of course, the Hokies with the song Enter Sandman. It's not on your list. You didn't do your research. I did exclude that one how did i i dang i'm upset about that that deserves top 10 recognition i'm glad you have it on there uh, especially after the tragedy was it 07 on that campus the first time they came onto the field i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it um that was one of the coolest uh most special moments in college football history them them coming out of the you know onto the field after that incident mm. what you got I got Roland Tumor's Corner. Yeah. You know, I told you that I already thought it was a great tradition before the Harvey Updike incident, but after he poisoned the trees, I think it's even gone to the next level because you saw a lot of Auburn fans kind of rally around it and saying, you know, we're, we're still going. They tried to save the trees, and, and uh, they, they still roll it, and I just think that's one of the coolest things. And to have someone, a grown man, gets so overcome with this rivalry that he's going to go out of his way to poison trees and serve time for it and call into Paul Feinbaum mm. and talk about it and say, guess what I just did? Uh, I think that's that's worth that it. Well, what's you, incredible is his act has now increased which, where you think it deserves with college football. Tradition. I think it has because it speaks to what that means to Auburn fans and that the, the hate that this Alabama fan had for it that he would go out of his way to, to ruin it or try to ruin it. Uh, you did not have it ranked. Uh, Ralphie's run there in Colorado. Honorable mention. I think they've been two. doing it since uh, 1934. And the reason why I didn't have it is because when's the last time Colorado has been relevant? Uh, that's true. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a couple minutes. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Ralphie in 1971 was voted as the homecoming queen. Must have been a bad year on the campus with the co-eds <laughs> in Colorado. Ouch. Uh, my number two was uh, dotting the I. You know, I, I hate Ohio State all you want, and believe me, I root for Michigan in those games. I watch those games every year, and I always That's pull That's just because you don't like Urban Meyer. No, before that. Right. But I wasn't ever a huge fan of Jim Trestle either. Um it was just something that that year in and year out. I remember the first time I watched it, the announcers made a big deal of it. And year in and year out, they always make a big deal of it. And it's something that, you know, at an early age, you see that, you hear the way that people talk about it and the way that everyone's kind of given reverence to it. And as a kid, you go, I need to see that one day. And I still want to go to an Ohio State game to see that. Um, so for that, it made a, a big impact on me watching watching it as a kid on TV. Uh, I just think it's one of the coolest things, and really, it's it. You could kind of throw my Howard's Rock argument. In. All it is is someone 
dotting an eye on the field is is making but but it's just it's just special man and the way that the crowd reacts to it i think it's the second best tradition in college football with you being back i'll let you have honors what do you have as number one college football tradition march on yeah one thing you got right march on uh you know more than nine thousand cadets and midshipmen march onto the field and they line up in tight rows and columns um every movement is rehearsed it's perfect coordination, and they, they each take the field and, and travel in the swing of their arms, and they stay there until they all march off in the same order. Mm. It's just, you know, again, we're talking about tradition. You think about that Army-Navy game, and, and you think about this, and it doesn't get much better than that when it comes to pageantry and tradition mm. with college football. I think John Tabor would agree with you back to sports talk. 97 7 headquarters. I, I was going to say, that, Tabes, well, I was right, going to say singing the um, the alma maters afterwards, yeah. but yes, e- either way, you know, you, you can flip a coin on that one. I do have one, and I don't know if you got it at number one yet, Aaron. I'm gonna, but I've got one that just really sticks out that neither of you have even mentioned for honorable mention or anything. Oh, and that's painting the helmets at Notre Dame. Ah, yes, yeah. I guess when I'm thinking, I guess I was thinking more crowd. Like game game day, okay. Yeah, I, I get that. more of that, but yes, that that definitely deserves to be mentioned. Do they still use like gold flakes in it? Wasn't that the the legend of it? Yes. Hmm. Good stuff. It's it, and you see why this was so hard to yeah. to list because the honorable mentions in and of itself, you could watch videos of the honorable mentions and get yeah. chills. You know, it's it's why we love college football. Yes, it just means more. And I did have Army Navy the march on as number one. Ken Taylor says Colin Baton Rouge LSU honorable mention. That's cool too, um, but I think we would put the the John Denver song, the West Virginia, over that. Mm. Yeah. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. You can continue to weigh in. We go from that ultimate high, and uh, <laughs> Jake over here wanted uh, a couple good minutes, and that's where we're going to give him. Right oh, here. what a what a treat! Uh, the NBA draft tips off tonight. Why should I watch? Because it's the draft. Like, I know you don't love drafts, and you don't love the NBA, so that's a double whammy. Yeah. I get that. And but, my TV in the sports office right now, all I get is the CW. So. Okay, well, you're out of luck <laughs> because we know you can't operate a mobile device. Um, What's the major storylines? Major storyline, really, I mean, everybody pretty much knows that DeAndre Ayton's going number one. So where this draft gets interesting is who the Kings take at number two. Mm. There's some talk about Michael Porter Jr. I think Marvin Bagley's kind of the way everybody's leaning now. But at first, everyone was thinking about uh, Luka Doncic. And I don't know if you've had a chance to kind of watch this guy, any of the, the highlights of this guy, but he dominated – the Euro League, and this was a guy who I, he's either 18 or 19 now, but he was a kid playing against grown men, and was dominating. And he's a six eight guard, and and I just feel like he's he's going to. In years past, I used to kind of scratch off these foreign players because they would come over and they just wouldn't translate. You would have you would have the rare you know like Ginobili 
guys like that. That's what turned me off about the NBA draft the most when you, I hadn't heard of the majority heard, of these teams know. because they're overseas. I was like, well, sure. who's this cat? And most of the time they were bust, but I think that's kind of changed in recent years. And, and the other thing, of course, uh, the names, uh, the recognition, you didn't have it as much in NCAA basketball because you literally hadn't been watching them for three years. You had all these right. one-and-done guys. Sure, and – you know, most people only watch March Madness when it comes to college basketball anyway. So you're right. I mean, you get to know them for a minute, and then, you know, they're on this big stage, and you're supposed to care about them. So, yeah, I get that. I understand that. But if the reason why you should tune in is just because if, if the Kings – I don't know if Luka doesn't want to play there or not. I think the Kings are probably more um, trying to find somebody who wants to come play for them, right? Because some, some other players like uh, – like uh, Mabamba and the others were, were kind of saying that they don't really want to play for Sacramento. Uh, I think they're trying to find somebody who who shares the enthusiasm playing for them. I don't know if Luca does or not, but I, if they got Luca and you had De'Aaron Fox, I mean that's a pretty exciting backcourt. And but but chances are they go with Marvin Bagley, and if they do get go with Bagley, what does that mean for the rest of the draft? Because or you know initial NBA mock drafts had Doncic going either one or two. And most likely too, because you know Phoenix really wants DeAndre Ayton. So, and, and and honestly, you could talk about Ayton. Is he going to be? Is he going to be a home run? You know, this guy. If you look at him, I mean, he looks like a million bucks. He looks like he could be a two-way star. But you know, I remember I, I read the Ringer piece not too long ago, where they were detailing his low block and steal rates, despite his elite measurables. And they did kind of a history lesson on that. When when those were low entering NBA, those stars have not been able to translate well. And I don't know if it's a an effort thing for him because, you know, at times he looks like an absolute monster in the inside, in the, in, in the post. And then other times he looks passive, mm. especially on defense. So I don't know if that's an effort thing or if, he, if he'll kind of shape up when he gets to the NBA or not. But uh, that could determine whether or not this guy's a bust. Uh, we talk about, of course, in-state talent in Louisiana. There's an opportunity tonight for uh, four Louisiana products to get drafted in the first round, Jake Martin. You look at Robert Williams from North Cato, went on to play at Texas A&M. He is projected to go extremely high. The story of Mitchell Robinson coming out of Chalmette, of course, he was expected to go to Western Kentucky. That did not work out. So he's basically uh, took this year to train and to get ready for this draft, where does he go? How far will he fall, or will he be a top 15 pick? Jacob Evans coming out of St. Michael. Uh, he went and started Cincinnati. He's got a chance to go in the first round. Also, uh, Melvin Frazier, who was at Tulane, I think he played at uh, L.W. Higgins. He's also got an opportunity. So as much as we bash this state in basketball and they're not being that kind of talent, Heck, tonight there's an opportunity for four of those to go in the yeah, first round. Yeah, and, and if you're looking for some more national intrigue, where will Trey Young go? I think that's what everybody wants to know. Will Actually, will Colin Sexton go before him? Which I think is a good a good chance that happens. All right, let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we got to end with a bang with our parting shots. we got a lot to discuss, including a flying hot dog. Yes. Steph Curry's wife trying to open a, up a restaurant in Houston, of all places. Yeah, not, not didn't go so well. And plus, we'll try to get uh, Jake to uh, choke up in the next 15 minutes as he is back on the air. Oh.
this summer. Johnny's Pizza House introducing the new Smokehouse Pulled Pork Pizza. You pulling my pork? Uh, no. We're not pulling your... Hey, the Nasa guy say they have a new pizza. The new Smokehouse Pulled Pork Pizza is only here for the summer, so be sure to... What do you mean it's only here for the summer? It'll be gone by the end of summer. The new Smokehouse Pulled Pork Pizza. Well, maybe I want it after the summer. <sighs> Let's just wrap this up. Johnny's Pizza House. Let's share a slice. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Don't put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811. Louisiana One Call. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Mostly cloudy skies with a 60% chance of rain in the forecast for today with high 88. Partly cloudy skies, 20% chance of rain on tonight, a low 74. Mostly sunny with a 30% chance of rain on tomorrow and a high 92 degrees. Local sports talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show, Jake. You know how this thing works after we've gone about an hour and 45 minutes? You know what we do now? No, please explain. Uh, we do a little segment called Parting Shots. So I want you to spray it and don't say it! Good morning! Good afternoon! My goodness! Woo! That's how you do it! I have lost my voice in excitement! All right, I love this headline, Jake, and I know you love writing headlines. What do you think of this one? Fanatics flying hot dog leaves Philly fans with facial injuries. <laughs> if you read this story, it's if you read that funnier. headline, are you all in? I'm all in. Let's 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 dive into it. So the Philly fanatics been launching hot dogs into the stands for games. Of course, we've seen it at a number of places. Well, on Monday night, it got ugly. He launched a hot dog, and a, a spectator, a fan. Uh, she was not paying attention. Her name is Kathy McVeigh. She has been battling a shoulder injury. I don't know what that has to do with it, but it required uh, surgery. She uh, was unable to catch or deflect the hot dog. I guess that's why they mentioned the shoulder injury. So she basically took the hot dog right in the chops, right mm -hmm. in the face, hit her right uh, between the eyes, I think. Caused some damage. And the, the best part about this story, if you want to see it, go to ESPN.com. There's a picture of her. Yeah. She looks rough. She looks very rough. So that it, I feel bad for laughing because she's very banged up, you can tell. Yeah. She but says it, it just came out of nowhere and it was hard. The hot dog. Yeah. So 
it just it's just funny that her shoulder was hurt so she couldn't get her hand up. So you just had to take it. Yeah, take it one. Face. Yeah. That's just a hot dog. What what damage could it do? Boom. Yeah. So so you're thinking that it hit the glasses and the glasses ultimately did the bruises, yeah. right? She has a message for fans for future games so they don't meet a similar fate. Just be aware because you never know. I understand a baseball but not a hot dog. Yeah. She says it gives people a good laugh like Jake Martin. If that makes someone ch- chuckle, then that's fine. Okay, she's, she's a not, good sport. And she's not asking for compensation either. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. What a good sport. She's a huge Phillies fan, and now they're offering her tickets to future games. And I hope as they should as many hot dogs as she could possibly <laughs> yes. handle. She should be able to have free hot dogs the rest of the year. <laughs> Maybe even her entire life. Can we set that up for this for this lady? Uh, man, 15 minutes of fame, and that's what happens. You're at a ball game, and a flying hot dog hits you in the face, and all of a sudden, you make national Well, news. good for her for, for handling it well. Yeah. All right, Steph Curry's wife. What's oh, going on with her? Man, this is good. So she has, her, she has a barbecue restaurant business, and she decided it was a good idea to expand it to Houston. Not good timing. Did we mention her wife? Uh, she's the wife of Steph Curry. Yeah. Okay, so she she she's made the plan to move, but she's already got the restaurant up on Yelp. Yeah, which is an app for those of you who do not know. You can rate restaurants and leave positive or negative reviews. And they they haven't even opened. They're not open until They're July fifth. No, but she's already gotten a lot of negative reviews. Yeah. I'll read one for you. Yeah. Because this is from nobody in, so you don't even have to put your name on it. Oh, I hate that. Somebody says, because Texan barbecue apparently isn't good enough, so we need San Francisco to tell us how it is done. Because the Bay Area is really a barbecue mecca. Space, LOL, space. Steph is overrated. Clay sucks. There is no such thing as a glue guy. That is just what they call people who aren't good at anything. In parentheses, Draymond. Katie showed us all that not all cupcakes are good. I would give zero stars, but Yelp didn't realize a team could stoop so low. Oh, this is the best review, though, of a restaurant that has yet to open. It comes from a Rockets fan directed at Steph Curry's wife. When Kevin Durant fills in as a butcher, his first cut is a stab in the back. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Here's a positive one. Some people are trying to support the Currys. Uh, this place tastes like winning. When you Ooh. come here, you'll never go 0-27 on threes ever <laughs> again. This is a place for champions. And there's pictures of Steph and, and the Golden State Warriors. It's pretty I good. Like it. It's pretty good. Is that a good business model if your husband's, uh, you know, Conquering towns, yeah, and then you go and you open up a restaurant immediately no. afterwards. I get the I get that you want something in Texas because they're known for their barbecue, yeah. but I also get why you wouldn't necessarily want to compete against those barbecue restaurants. And on top of that, you are the wife of Steph Curry, and he just—I mean—they barely got by the Rockets. If they don't go zero for twenty-seven like that, if they don't, if 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 CP three was healthy and played. They could have very well won that series. So, yeah, that's kind of adding salt to the wound. Uh, Golden State fan writes in on a review, the best dish on the menu is curried crow, especially for all those jealous Houston fans. Don't ask, don't hesitate to ask for seconds. Pretty good. So, uh, yesterday I saw a new trailer came out, the first trailer for Creed Two. Now, why I mention this is because I had a hot take before I left 
that Creed is the greatest Rocky movie. I stand by it. The action's way better. The story is just as good. It's a little different. Uh, you know, the cancer stuff with Rocky is, is really touching. So I think that's the best Rocky movie. And yes, I'm a big Rocky fan, so it's not like I haven't seen the other Rocky movies and I'm just saying this because it's new age. No, you go back and watch some of those Rocky movies, those boxing scenes are hard to watch. That Some of them are just hard to watch. I'm talking about one and two. Go go back and watch What's them. What's so hard to watch about them? You they're can not tell unrealistic. they're not landing. You can tell the they're not landing. The speed that Apollo Creed oh, had. Oh, my goodness. You can tell they're not landing. Yeah. It's bad. Now, <clears throat> you go to Creed. The first fight in Creed, it's one shot. The whole thing is one shot, okay? That is impressive. That is amazing filmmaking. We're getting off subject just a little bit. Richie says you're full of, it's not the best, and it's Rocky 27. Rocky 27. Anyway, it's great. Uh, Rocky, I mean, Creed 2, I'm excited for because in case you hadn't heard, Aaron, they're doing the storyline where Creed fights Drago's son. So it's Creed's son versus Drago's son. I'm all in. I'm excited about it. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. And honestly, we're going to do our top ten sports movie soon. Creed's making the list. Y'all chew on no, that. No. Creed is make, Go watch Creed. If you haven't watched Creed or if you haven't watched it in a while, go watch it. It is worthy of top ten. Jake, it's good to have you back even when you say outrageous things like that. I'm just trying to rouse people Jake up. Jake came in here this morning. He looks, uh, looks like he's lost at least ten pounds. He looks like he's about uh, aged about 20 years, but it's certainly nice to have him back and to have – his daughter home, buddy. Man, that, you know, you could lie to me. Tell me I look good. <laughs> you going to hit the gym after this? I need to. <laughs> it's been a month. Jake, I know you've learned a lot, and, of course, you've leaned on your faith for everything that your family has gone through over the course of the last uh, three weeks. And I, I know the thoughts and the, the prayers that people had out for you certainly hit home with you. And uh, as a, uh, you certainly appreciated more what you've meant to this community and, of course, the relationships you've developed in a relatively short period of time. Uh, absolutely, and I, and I appreciate all of the, the messages, the prayers. I mean, me and my family really do appreciate that. And I, I said it at the beginning of the show, I, I repeat it, you know, it, it meant the world to me hearing from, from people that, that shared NICU stories with me. And that included coaches like, you know, OCS's John Parker and uh, West Washington's Mitch Thomas and Louisiana Tech's Lane Burroughs. I mean, they, you know, in one way or another, they reached out and said, listen, you know, I, I've been there. I've been through that. And, you know, my daughter is 16 years old now, and she's perfect. There's nothing wrong with her. And hearing that, you know, hearing stories like that while you're going through something like that, it just it, it meant a lot. And uh, it also, you know, I, I wrote my column about this, the fact that it, it helped me appreciate sports even more. You know, sports is our life. This is, this is our occupation um, through, through, through multiple jobs, you and I. And uh, sometimes we can get burnt out on it and kind of lose track of, of why it's important. But when you go through something like that and the thing you look forward to most in the day is a college World Series game or an NBA Finals game, you really understand. And not even that, but just having a conversation with somebody, you know, about who's better, MJ or LeBron. Let's talk about that. Let's not talk about, you know, what's going on currently in our own life that's, that's tough to deal with. We want an escape from that. Let's talk about something that that doesn't matter quite 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 the same and it's something that it's fun to talk about and we can disagree and have healthy healthy debates over it and that's what sports is all about it's what i love about sports that's why i i jumped at this opportunity to join you 
on the morning drive because I do love discussing sports. We might have different opinions, and that's fine, but that's the fun of it. That's us us trying to debate on why Chad Morris is better than Ed Orgeron or not. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's it's fun, man. It's it, we, we might disagree, but uh, – you know, it's all healthy. It, it's it's something that takes us away from everyday life, which sometimes can get us down. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Chad Morris versus Ed Orgeron. We'll have Wes Moore from uh, Little Rock join us tomorrow at 830. We'll talk a little uh, College World Series with him. I'm sure the Morris-Orgeron debate will come up at some point. Talk a little uh, recruiting news coming up at 8 o'clock. Of course, big news of LSU signing the number one, not signing, getting a verbal commitment <laughs> from the number one recruit in the country and the guy that's been on top of it will join us tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Yes, Sam Spiegelman. I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, he is. Well, you better work on that before uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never actually talked to Sam, but uh, – but, um, you know, we follow each other on Twitter, so that's all that matters, right? Yeah. No, but uh, he, he's, a, he's great. He works for SEC Country, and he has been all over it. And you want to talk to an expert about this, we're going to get him on, and he'll be able to tell us everything we want to know about Derek Stingley. And I also think uh, Brett Hudson's going to join us at 730 from the College Very World nice. Series. So we're going to have a full show. Plus, we're going to give Jake at least a minute and a half to break down the NBA draft tomorrow. It'll probably be as extensive and as lengthy as our World uh, Cup update and Houston Astros I'm update. still upset the World Cup got a bumper, but the Astros have not. <laughs> that is such a shame. That's a, I'm disappointed in that area. I did look for some Milo Hamilton calls for the Houston Astros, okay, the, we'll, the legend. We'll so get back on there. Still working on it. Yeah. Welcome back, Jake. Everybody have a fantastic day. The Edge is coming up next. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.